Terry Layton's a jet. He'll be loving Ascot today. He's a superstar. And he joins us here for winners. Miles Fitzner, Gareth Hall with you, Terry. As I say, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Gareth. Good morning, Miles. Yes. Hello, buddy. Um, what are we doing at Ascot today? First of all, the conditions there. Uh, it's, it's good weather to, to have a beer and, and uh, remembering how much you're going to lose. So, um, no, it's, uh, it's uh, wonderful, wonderful racing conditions. The track last week, Gareth, was a pitcher. Um, yes. An absolute pitcher. We had horses leading and kicking. We had horses three back the fence winning. We had horses coming hard down the centre of the track. So it was absolutely perfection. The rail pops out a couple of metres, 31 degrees. We're just, let's just keep allowing for a nice fair track and... Um, um, yeah, they're, they're look, the track could not be in better condition. So, very excited with um, yeah with what's to come this season. Highlighted by the Crawford Stakes, Sacramental. It goes back, Terry. How are you seeing that feature? Yeah, mate, it looks an absolute. Uh, it looks a cracker. I do think it looks like a match race between Acromantula and um, and Red Can Man. <coughs> Excuse me. I uh, spoke to Benny Pierce earlier in the week, and Acromantula has returned in, in really good nick. He, he's not too perturbed. I always used to worry about the flight um, interstate, but he thinks the flight interstate can be a lot easier on him than sometimes sort of the road trip down to Albany or the road trip uh, up to Geraldton or something of that nature. Yeah. So um, we're not worried about Acromantula settling back in well. He's been a very happy horse since he's been here. Um, it's fascinating, though, Gareth, the, um, the weight swing. So these two horses, Acromantula and uh, Red Cam Man, met in the Rock Magic Stakes. Uh, was it earlier this year, late last year? And, um, and in that race, because of the way set weights and penalties work, it works on when you last had your Group 2 victory, Group 3 victory, because the time has expired since Red Can Man's last win at that level, he drops weight um, two and a half kilos, and Acromantula has had a win at that level since, so he goes up two and a half. So there's a five kilo swing to Red Can Man for about a length um, for near identical conditions. So you've got to probably have Red Can Man on top from a weight point of view, but if Acromantula does find the fence, has he gone to another level where he can just go to the top and, and run him into the ground? So um, fascinating race. I think, funnily enough, the most important horse will be Luke Fernie's man crush. If he kicks up and leads, which means that Acromantula is in the breeze, it probably means Red Can Man's the one because it'll park. But if Acromantula crosses and finds a fence, then very hard to beat. So um, I'd be surprised if they're not running one too, but it's a, it's a cracking little race. Just what about the new kids on the block in my Bellamy and also a horse like a Baby Paris? Both in the market, do you give them a hope? Uh, Baby Paris, I, I think, needed the 1,200 last start. I, I was I was pretty keen last start, and that was because they could ride it forward. Um, back to the 1,000 metres, with speed in this race, I don't know where Baby Paris gets to, so I'm a bit worried there. And my Bellamy back to Ascot, for me, is the danger to those two. It's a, it's a real unknown. Didn't go at Belmont so much. Waits. Wasn't suited by the weights um, in that handicap race a few weeks ago, but the jury has to be out of the lid just a little bit on my Bellamy. So I think the idea with uh, this 1,000-metre race, in my mind, is um, let fast horses be fast, which is Acromantula, and then just behind it, Red Can Man. And if those horses run to a certain level, it becomes very hard to run the splits required to get past them late. So that's how I'm seeing it. But with Pooley drawn wide and with Man Crush drawn in, the speed could be more hectic than I'm anticipating, and it sets it up for a horse like my Bellamy. So, uh, fascinating race, and I feel like the carnival's starting today, Gareth. Yes, and it is, because you go to the Eurythmic, and then you've got horses like the Railway Champ Tricks of the Trade at $10 with Pickle Bet. 
You've got Valor Road, the comeback kit for Simon Miller, the Karakata winner. That's just been a marvel, a marvellous horse for connections. And it was some training performance to get him to win first up the other day. So he's at 440. And then you go down to Bustler at $7, Fanta at 525, and Comfort Me at 625. Carly's Karma, that was in the market in some of our feature races last um, spring slash summer at eight dollars. Who have you got on top here? Mate, you could have uh, you could have a number of them on top here. I'm I'm going to have something on a few of them. I'm going to play sort of a, a bit of a wider strategy here. But I think the the two horses I want to focus on for a result. One I think that's a little bit forgotten is uh, is the old war horse Massimo. Um, Massimo most most years comes back in these sprints. Uh, in the winter, and he, he's not a sprinter, and he doesn't tend to be all that competitive. And that, that happened again this year. He then comes back for the Eurythmic, um, formerly the Northerly, and then the Lestia. And the last two years, he's run third in the Eurythmic to Resort Man. That was last year when he was taken on mid-race, had no right to be there. He then came out and won the Lestia. Um, so they're basically 1,400-metre set weights and penalties or weight for age races. Um, he was unplaced in all the sprints in the winter. The year before that, he's run second to Eurythmic, Third in that race was Valor Road, and then he came out and won the Lestia. Second in that race was Valor Road. So that's a fairly direct comparison between the two. And again, he was unplaced in, um, in all the sprints in the winter. So I think the current market is looking at that winter form and going, oh, is he still the same horse? Is he still happy? But he never performs in those sprints in the winter. So um, <clears throat> when I say the sprints, I mean the, the race is sub-1,400. He always goes okay in the Belmont sprint, um, but the Northern Stakes, the Roma Cup, they're, they're just not used to other races. So from a price point of view, I think we can have something on horse number two, Massimo. Uh, I think that there's enough tempo in this for Bustler to run on if the track's playing fair. Uh, I've got Bustler around the $5 mark, so I think we can have something on Bustler. Titan Blinders um, is a horse that deserves to win one. Maps nicely. Uh, nearly won this race last year. It's around $16 on nine. Um, so we could have something on it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a cracking race. I like Valorade. I think the, set, the setup looks really nice. I'm sort of a $4.80 chance Valorade as well. So, look, it's a, it, it's a cracking race. I'm, I'm very happy to be on Massimo and, and Bustler for a result and maybe get my money back tight and blind and maybe get it back Valorade. But uh, happy to look around horses like Fanta here and maybe even comfort me from the gate. Yeah, Milo? Uh, Valorode and Fanta for me, they were the two. Yeah. Um, look, pretty tough, those sort of races. I thought there was maybe a couple that we could have played earlier, Terry. I didn't mind. Um, Just go through your best now, let's. Yeah, fine touch in the first. I didn't mind, Terry. I know it's short. And then uh, I could run that into Oscar's fortune, not to sort the two shorties in the first two. Might just get it done. Yep. Yeah, they should, they should they should do, mate. We're off to see uh, our horse feuding go around in the first, but um, a bit worried about fine touch. It does look like a very nice horse. Um, if you're looking for a bit of value in the first, if if a tactical announcement comes through, which I think it might do, that they're going to try and lead on Mountain Ash, this is a different horse back to Ascot on a firm deck out in front. You're going to get each way. So that, uh, if that doesn't come through, oh, a fine touch is, is going to be very hard to beat. So you could even back Milo's and save uh, Mountain Ash at 10 bucks or... Or vice versa. So race one, number three, Mountain Ash for a bit of value. Um, and Oscar's Fortune, Milo, looks a gift on paper. As long as it took no ill effects from that uh, late scratching last week, it should be uh, should be jumping to the front, running him along, and it simply runs too good a time to be caught if it's at its best. So, uh, yeah, very hard to beat. Uh, and then race number nine, horse number 12, uh, Generosity. Good win um, against Ripcord first up. Ripcord's favourite. Um, well, what's that? In a 72-plus... 
uh, earlier in the day. This is a 60-plus for an up-and-coming three-year-old. This is the just basically the setup where up-and-coming three-year-olds don't lose all that often, ones with talent. So uh, you won't go broke taking $3 plus about good uh, three-year-olds in 60-pluses. So we'll try and finish that off with a winner. Race 9, number 12, Generosity. Yep. Sounds like it could be a fat day for the, the Layton and Milo followers there at Ascot today. Fat. Fat PH. Yep. Thank you. Thank you very much, lads. <laughs> Thanks for that, Terry. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good day.